Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Yo, 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 folks. Welcome to Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, cast your mind back to the 2nd of March, 2015. Episode 39 of Excellence Expected landed with possibly, possibly the finest upstanding gentleman in the whole of the United States. And I don't say that lightly. I've met this chap a couple of times and it's always with great pleasure. And it gives me so much pleasure to welcome back someone who is going to help me define, challenge and conquer the issue of how you can live a successful and significant life. So welcome back to the show. Only the second repeat guest on the show, Mr. Aaron Walker. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on, man. Much appreciated. It's a real pleasure. We got a bit of hang time down in Texas, didn't we, back in July? And that was We uh, did. Was- we had a great time. It was awesome. It was a fun little conference. So since episode 39, since March of 2015, what's changed, Aaron? What's new with Aaron Walker? What's going on, sir? You know, I keep uh, continuing to build the community. We launched several months ago. We have men now all over the world that are joining my community. I call it my tribe. And guys um, internationally and nationally are joining us. We're holding each other accountable. We're sharing resources. There's partnerships being formed. We're doing webinars weekly, and that has just been a blast. I continue to write my book, An Eagle's View, and that'll be released in the spring. So that's been fun. Uh, we're creating a course right now, How to Live a Successful and Significant Life, and I know today we're going to talk about it a little bit. That is amazing. So things are thriving, sir. That's fantastic news. Congratulations on that. And let's just talk about the development of this this particular field, this particular passion of yours for the last year, this successful and significant life, the pursuit of that. Where did that come from? What was the catalyst for creating this? You know, Mark, uh, I have to take you back just a little bit. I started really early in my career at 18 years old. I became an entrepreneur. I've not worked for anybody since I was 18. I'll soon be 55. Uh, so I've been on this journey a long time. Uh, I spent the majority of uh, my business life all about me, right? And I didn't discover that until a very, very tragic automobile accident in August of 2001. I was on my way to the office, you know, everything was as usual. And a pedestrian stepped out, didn't look my way. And unfortunately, I ran over him. He didn't make it, lived three days in the Vanderbilt trauma unit. In my life, the paradigm shift of my life went a different direction from that day. And what I discovered in taking a break, and I took about five years off after that. I sold my business. My wife and I built another house. We traveled extensively, kind of refocus, you know. People said, well, you had to get over it. And I said, well, you don't get over that. You just learn to deal with it. And so I uh, came back, and after about five years, I uh, went in the construction industry. And then after about eight years, I retired couple of good friends of mine, Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller. We've been in mastermind groups now for a couple of decades. They encouraged me to coach. And I said, I'm not coaching anybody. I'm retired. And they said, no, 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 you can't. You've got to coach. And I said, why? So you've got 30 something years of business and you and Robin been married 30 plus years. You've been successful at eight different businesses. You need to teach other guys how to do that. And I started thinking back about that automobile accident, thinking that It's not all about success, right? It's about significance also. And that's kind of the uh, 
trajectory I've been on, Mark, since 2001. Wow. And it, it's, it really is uh, a journey. You know, the, the idea of learning to deal with something that, as you say, you just cannot get over. That's something that not many of us have to, you know, look inside ourselves and we don't have to deal with that kind of thing. So I think that's so, so powerful. And I, I see how that shaped the next, you know, decade, 15 years of your life. I think that is such a powerful tale. And the one thing that I want to pick out of that is that significance, because that led you seemingly to the idea of this significance. And I think, you know, certainly from my own perspective, we can very easily go through life not understanding what we're trying to achieve, where we're trying to end up. And we we label it as success. We label it as we want to be successful. But Mm -hmm. the more we think about significance, how does that, how can I articulate it? How does it manifest itself in different people's lives? The people that you deal with, what is significance for these people? Yeah, there's really no way to label what success or significant means for each individual person. So we have to go through this exercise to determine for ourselves individually, you know, what is success? You have to ask yourself these difficult questions. Robin and I have been asking these questions to ourselves since we've been married. We got married a couple of weeks out of high school, so we've been together a long time. But we started thinking about success and we tried to identify it personally. And we said that, you know, for us, being an entrepreneur is successful. It's like choosing our own schedule. We wanted to have financial freedom. We wanted to learn to engage in our family and have meaningful relationships. And so we started identifying all these things. And everything that we proposed that was successful really pointed back to us. It was all about our well-being, our financial stability, our schedule, our family. And there was really no outward look. There was really no looking out to others. And we started trying to think, what is significance, right? What, what does that even mean when you think about being significant in your life? And for us, it was meeting the needs of others, right? It was learning to fully engage people, like in this conversation, and listen intently to Mark and what he's having to say and stop waiting my turn to talk. So we make it much more difficult because sometimes we'll miss the details because we're not fully engaged. We're not listening. We're waiting for our turn to say something. The other thing for us was helping others when they can't repay you. Mark, I know you're a great businessman. You're very smart and there's nothing wrong with doing what I'm about to say, but we have to be careful with it because I'm guilty of it as well. We strategize. And we say, I'm going to help Mark and I'm going to really let him be successful. I'm going to help him because I know he knows these three people and he can connect me with them and it'll further my business. Now, that's smart business and it's strategy, but we can't always do that. Oftentimes, we need to be helping people that can't repay us. And we certainly search for those people now, whether it be in a restaurant, people in business. There's a lot of young guys now in business They'll write me, they'll hear me on these podcasts and they'll say, I know that you're a busy man. I don't really expect a reply, but I just have a question. If someday at some point you can call me, I'd love to hear from you or at least maybe write me back, but I don't really even expect to hear from you. That's the way most letters come. I can't everybody, but oftentimes I'll just sit down and take 30 minutes or an hour and I'll call those people and they'll be like, I can't believe you're calling me. And I said, why? You wrote me this great email and I want to try to help you. Well, those guys can't do anything for me. They can't help me in my career. They need a boost, right? So we look for those people to intentionally repay. I love the point of, of first of all, about 
not just listening to speak, you know, really starting to hear what people say. I think that is so lost amongst so many people, especially in business, because the attention spans are dropping, especially, you know, you think about social media and everything that comes with it. Attention spans are dropping and to actually listen to someone, I, I truly believe is an art and it is becoming more of a lost art the further we delve into this technological realm that we're all sort of traversing at the minute. Is that- Mark, have you, have you gone to a restaurant before with a new person business-wise or someone you're just trying to develop a relationship with and you're sitting at the restaurant and you're trying to engage with each other, you're trying to learn about their family and them individually and their business and they keep, every time the door opens, they look and see who's walking in and then they sit and they look at the restaurant at every table. They're more interested in who they're not with than who they're with. And now I want to tell you a little exercise to do, and I hear this over and over by my clients nationally and internationally, people that I deal with on a daily basis. And it's difficult to do at first, but engage with that person, look at them in the eye, kind of put blinders on, if you will. Don't be distracted by the waitress, the other people at the next table, really engage in those people. And they'll tell you at some point, you seem very interested in what I have to say, because it's so foreign. Everybody's looking around everywhere else. They want to be seen. They want to be recognized. They want to be noticed. They want to go over and be sure and speak to this person or that person. And they're forgetting the most important person at that lunch, and it's you. And so I just want to encourage you from a business perspective as well as a personal perspective, learn to engage people and look at them, make eye contact, and listen to what they have to say. Yeah, that that is such a lesson for all of us. I completely buy that. And just speaking of all of us, you know, we we are all small business people. We're all working at the coalface and we're working hard at what we do. And sometimes we do forget all of these things that we're talking about. The kind of people that you help, Aaron, the kind of people that come through your door, what do they tend to look like? What's their life situation? What's their business situation? What's the kind of average, if you like, if there is such a thing? And, you know, what's that journey that you take them on? Mark, the uh, avatar for me personally is a male because I deal with men. I coach men is a male from 27 years old to about 55. Most of them, 98% of them are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. They're folks either trying to get started or they are up to 10, $12 million in business is kind of the ceiling, the area as to where I work. So from just getting started to probably 12 million in revenue is kind of the sweet spot for me. And it's people that are very, very busy. The people that need to identify exactly some of the things that I'm talking about and some of the ways that I help them on that journey. There's a personal assessment that I wrote a couple of years ago, and it's to help you identify your personal needs, your identity and what you tie that to. It's the career path you're on, your family, your faith, all the things that we deal with on a daily basis, the things that we kind of take a deep dive into you personally. It's about a three-page document. It's not for anyone else. It's just for you. It's just kind of thought-provoking. And it asks you these questions. You know, we all have emotional and physical needs. We identify those things. We really just kind of figure out who Mark is, right? We just really take a good look. The second thing that we do, it's been the most fun for Robin and I, the document I wrote called, what do I want? You could ask most people in life, what is it, Mark, you really want? And you can't identify it. I just want bigger and better and more and shinier and faster. They can't really identify the level of income that they want, the kind of house they want to live in, where do they want to live? 
how much passive income do you need to sustain yourself with the lifestyle that you've developed and built for yourself? We do it backwards. We'll go out and make as much money as we can. And then we'll go out here and buy a house that we can afford the payments. And then we'll go out here and buy a car that we can afford the payments. And then we tie our total identity up into what we do and what we have. And then something catastrophic happens and now you can't afford those payments. And they take the house away or the car away. Now you've identified yourself with that and your personal identity is gone. And I teach guys not to tie their identity up into their tangible possessions or their positions. Because when that stuff's gone and it can quickly vanish, who are you? So I help you discover who you are. The third thing that I do with clients is we take them to steps to a productive day. It's another document I wrote. It's about four pages. And it works you through your day starting very early, continuing through the entire day, very methodically done. Wow. So that's a complete roadmap. That's really interesting. And what are some of the barriers that people tend to put up? Let's assume that they're taking this deep dive with you. And we all do get a little scared of looking ourselves in the eye sometimes. What are some of the barriers that these people put up when you start diving that deep into their their background, to their lives? Well, one thing is people don't want to subject themselves to this kind of scrutiny. They want a facade. They want people to think, I've got it all together. Mark, let's just admit it. We're all a bunch of knuckleheads. We're just trying to figure it out. We're trying to go through life. We need help. We need people to come alongside us and help us with the areas in our life that are difficult. We need people to say, you need to quit doing that, do more of this. And that's why I joined Mastermind Group over two decades ago. I've been subjecting myself to that scrutiny forever because I know I don't know everything. I know that there's I only have one set of lens. And when you have 10 or 12 guys around you every week that are non-biased, that are trusted advisors, they can point out to you things that are that you're blind. They can say, you might do this, but here at the end of the day is what's going to happen because my experience over all these years has taught me that doesn't work out that way. Or other guys can encourage you, Mark, you know, we have these voices in our head that go, you can't do it. You're not good enough. They're not going to buy it. It's going to fail. And you got to have people to come alongside you and say, come on, you can do this. Do more of it. Take time off with your wife. Take some energy and effort to pour into the family. Quit working so hard. We need people to keep us in the middle of the road. And that's the barriers that people have. They don't know where the balance is at. They think that if I work hard, then I can have this. And when I get this, when I make a little extra money, when I get a little bigger house, when I get a little faster car, then I'll be happy. And I'm going, it doesn't work that way. Because when you get that new house or that new car, it doesn't scratch the itch like you thought it was going to. What really is meaningful are relationships, right? Because I can teach you how to make money, but you successful at work and you'll come home one day because you haven't spent any time with your family and you'll have a, you'll have a house full of strangers, you have a pocket full of money and a house full of strangers. We only get one go through with that family. I can teach you to make money. It's not that hard to make money. But what good is it if you come home and you don't know your wife and you don't know your children? You're never at their recitals. You're never at their ball games. The wife is always taking them. What good is all that money in that big house if you don't have meaningful relationships? So for me, being successful is great. I don't ever want you to stop chasing your dream. I want you to learn to be content, though, but not complacent. See, happiness is a choice, not a trait. And I want you to choose to be happy today in your present situation because we're not promised tomorrow. We don't even know that we're going to get tomorrow. 
So I just help people discover how to be successful financially and with these other areas of your life and significant simultaneously. That's a fantastic quote. Happiness is a choice, not a trait. That is fantastic. I really like that. And let's talk about relationships because I, I, I sort of see so many people that get this wrong. I really do. And I've been there and kind of risked doing it myself and had to stop myself and say, well, look, this is not what's important. It's actually about the relationships. And obviously, Aaron, you've been married straight out of high school. Fantastic story and, and married for such a long time. What are the secrets to that balance? You know, very specifically, how do you get to the recitals? How do you keep the relationships alive? What what right. advice can you give to people out there that might be struggling with this right now? Yeah, let's back up just for a second and let me tell why I feel this way. My father, he's deceased now. He died in 2006. I'll tell you a little story, Mark. I watched my dad his entire life. People love my dad. Mark, you'd want to run up and hug my dad if you got to meet him. He was just a guy that people loved to be around. He brought energy to the room. He loved people. He was always playing with the children, the kids. Wherever he went, he had a blast. He was a terrible businessman. He was terrible. He didn't even want to make money. He said money, it, all that work got in the way with fishing and hunting and being with his kids and his family, which I don't think is the perfect balance. But my dad never made over probably $15,000 a year in his life, ever. I don't know how many pounds that is. But anyway, <laughs> so we're at his funeral, 2006. I'm standing there at the casket greeting the people coming in with my two brothers and my sister and my mom. They opened the doors at 2.30 in the afternoon. People started lining up. Mark, it was unbelievable. For six and a half hours, the line was to the parking lot. It was an hour and a half wait to get up to pay their condolences. Every person for six and a half hours shook my hand and said, let me tell you what your dad meant to me. Let me tell you how your dad was always there for me, how your dad brought joy to the kids, how he always gave candy out to the kids when they were around. Every single person for six and a half hours said what my dad meant to them individually. Not one person in six and a half hours said, your dad had a nice house, a nice car, a nice boat, not one person. And I started thinking about that. And I said, really, the things that are the most important, we spend the least amount of time cultivating. And so years ago, I started intentionally building relationships. I would call people when I didn't need anything, check on a mark. How's it going? How's your wife, the children? And I wouldn't ask you for something because most people, when they call you, they go through that preliminary stuff and then they go, while I got you, let me ask you a question. And I always want to go, you liar. That's why you called me. <laughs> I don't say that, but I want to. If you want to build a successful relationship, you call people when you don't need anything. You check on them intentionally and you ask them how their family is, their business. It sounds a little bit quirky, but let me tell you, when you do need something, they're going to stand in line to help you. Well, I've built all my businesses on that premise. And I've had a lot of businesses and they've been successful. I sold out my first business when I was 27 to a Fortune 500 company. I've built other businesses and sold them and they've done well. And they've all been built on the basis of strong relationships. See, with the internet now, it's difficult to do that. You have to intentionally do it. You have to pick up the phone and call people. We can kind of hide behind the screen. But if you want something that will really sustain itself and really do well, you build these businesses on strong relationships and you'll build a business like you've never built before. That 
that is a really poignant story about the uh, your father's funeral and you know the six and a half uh, the six and a half hour queue. That is that is just fantastic, and that is to me that's the measure of true success. I think that is something that we all, regardless of whether we admit it or not, that's the one thing that we do strive for. And I think sometimes, like you said earlier, Aaron, we we have the facade and we make out that that's actually not what we want. And, and, you know, I really see so many people, and I think we're all guilty of it, tagging our success and our significance to our cars and to our houses and to our boats and so on and so forth. So I think everything you've said there rolled in together is so, so powerful for people. And just speaking from my own personal experience, guys, just take a second out to think about this. Just take some time, just go for a walk, take the dog out, go for a wander, and really think about this because it can Mark, change. Mark, you asked the question at the beginning. You yeah. said, how do you decide? How do you make the ball games? How do you be at home with your wife? How do you cut off the phone at 5 o'clock? It's difficult, but you just choose. Yeah, you, just you just say, this is the most important. Here's what people say. My family's important, and they spend 18 hours at the office. I want to go. They're not important. We speak with our actions, not our words. See, it's easy to say something. But those kids are watching, right? The kids have a memory. Your office doesn't. So you just remember that when you tell Betty or Bobby or Susie you're going to do something, you need to be doing it, and you need to put them priority. You need to say that there is no balance. Let me just tell you, embrace the tension because it never goes away. I don't care how much money you've got. I don't care how many possessions you have, how big your house is, how many zeros are on your bank account. The tension never goes away. You never get to a point where you say, okay, I'm here. I've arrived. But what that tension does is it keeps you in the center of the road. If you're feeling that tension, you're trying to do the right thing. The people that don't feel the tension, they're probably in trouble or they're about to be in trouble because one way or the other, you're probably not in the center of the road. That's why you need people around you. That's why you need to say, hey, how do, you, how do I perceive uh, am I taking care of my wife? Am I taking care of my children? Do you see me doing that? Do you see me edifying my wife and lifting her up? Or do you see me talking bad to her? How I, I want to know. See, we have blind spots. We can't see everything. I want people to tell me, Aaron, and the only way that you can do that is by spending an inordinate amount of time with those people. You have got to get a mastermind group. You have got to get a group of people around you, accountability group, mastermind, call it what you want to, but you need to meet with these people regularly, weekly. You need to be around these people that will encourage you, empower you, give you resources, hold you accountable to your goals and your dreams. You cannot do it alone. See, people get motivated and motivation is an exhaustible resource. It soon wears out. What you need is an actionable plan, step by step by step and then get people to hold you accountable to that plan. Amazing. Yeah, guys, think about it. Honestly, please, please, please think about it because you don't want to get to the point where you realize that you can't think about it. So take that time, please, guys. Honestly, that, that matters so much to everyone. And Aaron, you talked about action. You talked about taking action. And we're entering the stage of the show now where we give actionable advice, actionable takeaways to the listeners. So, I know you've been working on three actionable tips, Aaron, to, to deliver to the listeners out there today. So let's dig in, sir, to actionable tip number one, please. One is take the personal assessment. Mark, I'll tell you what I've done, and I'm going to make this easy for your audience. I have created a landing page. The name of the landing page is viewfromthetop.com forward slash excellence expected. 
all in lowercase letters. Here's what I'm going to do. I've taken the price off. There's no charge. And I'm going to give your listeners the three documents we talked about earlier. The first one is the personal assessment. Just go to that landing page, download it. It's in a Word document. You can do it on your computer. And I want you to fill out exactly the answer. Be honest, gut level honest on every question that's on that personal assessment. The next thing I want you to do, if you're single, do it alone. If you're not, do it with your mate. Sit out on the porch and say, what do we want our life to look like? What do we want in 60 days, 90 days, five years from now when we're empty nesters, when we retire? What do we want? Identify, like if geography were no boundaries and finances were no boundaries, what would you do with your life tomorrow? I mean, tomorrow when you got up and there were no limitations, no restrictions, what would you do with your life? And then work backwards from there. Delay gratification, right? We don't have to have it today in order to live like no one else later, right? As my friend Dave Ramsey says. So go through the document. What do I want? And people say, okay, now I know who I am. Now I know what I want, but I don't have a clue what to do. That's why I wrote Steps to a Productive Day. I'm a very regimented, methodical person. It's the way I live my life. I'm even pretty boring sometimes, Mark, but I like to know what I'm doing each and every day. This document, Steps to a Productive Day, will help work you through that. All the things you must get done today, the social media you've got to do, the things you promise your family, your office, your career, your quiet time in the mornings, whether you meditate or pray or whatever you do, this document will work you through it. Charles Duhigg wrote a great book called The Power of Habit. And if you haven't read it, you need to, because in about a 21-day period, you can break old habits and implement new ones. Steps to a productive day can be a new habit for you. And then you can live a life of success and significance. That's amazing. Fantastic stuff. So actionable tip one, guys, take the personal assessment. I'm right in saying actionable tip number two, Aaron, is fill out the, uh, or work through the what do I want, isn't it, of course? And then number three, implement steps to a productive day. Aaron, do you know, it's always such a pleasure to chat to you. I always come away personally with so much from the episodes. I just feel lucky to actually have you on the line for half an hour. So thanks so much for doing that, sir. Just before we wrap it, where can people find you online? Mark, viewfromthetop.com is a great place. If you have any interest whatsoever in joining the community, that is the place people all over the world are coming together. They share resources every day, accountability. I do four webinars a month that are live. We interact. Mark, the best part is $37. I mean, you can't buy a cup of coffee at McDonald's every day for that. It's 37 bucks. That's the most exciting thing I've got going on right now. So I invite you to come participate in that. Twitter is at VFT coach. And I would love to talk to you guys. So come and join us in the community. I love it. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much. So it's been a real pleasure chatting as always. I enjoyed it, Mark. Thanks for having me on, man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And guys, don't forget everything that myself and Aaron have spoken about, including that fantastic free value that Aaron mentioned earlier on. All of the links to all of that will be available at excellence-expected.com. And don't forget, each and every Friday, 12 p.m. UK time, you can join me over on Periscope for the Small Business Lunch. Head on over there, follow me at, at Mr. Asquith, and we will define challenge and conquer even more business challenges every single week. Periscope, 12 p.m. UK on Friday with replays on the website. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Adios. Bye-bye.